Hi, you're listening to the Raise the Vibe with Liz podcast. I'm your host, Liz Peterson. I interview today's inspirational speakers and healers. Thank you for listening to the show. Hello, and welcome back to another Raise the Vibe with Liz episode. I'm your host, Liz Peterson, and today I have Geraldine Glass joining me today. We're going to be talking all about sound healing, but first I'm going to go over her bio for all of those who don't know who Geraldine is, whose ear she has not reached yet. So Geraldine Glass is an internationally known singer, professor, meditation leader, sound healing practitioner, and crystal singing bowl master alchemist. She has a unique presence with her personal alchemy of classical music, meditation, and high vibrational sound. She has performed on Broadway and on the opera and concert stages of the world, where she is known as a Mozart singer of the first order. Geraldine established her classical music career in Europe, Japan, and the USA, singing regular in many, many theaters. While living in Europe, Geraldine created a children's foundation, Kids for Kids, in Munich. Under her artistic leadership, the foundation trained over 180 youth in the performing arts and raised hundreds of thousands of euros to fund an ongoing music therapy program for children in Germany. In 2015, Geraldine's career path deepened when she lost her only son, her son Dylan, at age 19. Music and sacred sound became her way through the darkness, her compass in navigating grief. Embodying the healing power of sound, Gerilyn performed her music of the heart, accompanied by crystal alchemy singing bowls throughout the USA, Australia, and Asia, and stepped into a new career with music. She founded Crystal Cadence, a place for sound healing and transformational voice and home of the Los Angeles Crystal Tones Singing Bowl Temple one of the largest displays of crystal alchemy bowls and the top rated healing sound healing trainings in the world. Geraldine is active in the medical community, working closely with the cancer support community in Los Angeles and Maria Shriver's women's Alzheimer's movement. She gave the keynote performance at the national convention of the compassionate friends worked for beyond words, performed her high vibrational music for Marianne Williamson's new year's retreat, presented the opening concert of the Los Angeles Conscious Life Expo, sang Forever Love Concert at the Science and Spirituality Conference in Canada, performed her music and meditation concert at From Chaos to Coherence, and again at From Cell to Soul. Boy, Geraldine, you have worked with some top names, Greg Braden, Dr. Sue Mortar, Joe Dispenza. You're one of the 32 leading experts in the Shift Network's Healing Sound Summit, She's led international events and swimming with dolphins experience in Bahamas. In addition to her own Healing Sounds concert with her new album, Vibrance, and then following a wildly successful online series, The Sacred Science of Sound in 2018, Gerilyn presented the first Sacred Science of Sound live event featuring Daniel Levitin, Lee Harris, Barry Goldstein, Dr. Sue Mortar, In 2020, Sacred Science of Sound online event reached over 20,000 people worldwide with guest speakers Marianne Williamson, Victor Wooten, India Irie, Bruce Lipton, and others. It was fantastic. And she offers private and group sound experiences, teaches transformational voice, and offers her popular crystal alchemy sound healing trainings regularly. So happy to have you, Gerilyn. Wow. What a bio. What a resume. What a career. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> Thank you very much for inviting me. And uh, vibration, sound vibration is, is it. It's the language of humanity. It's the language of our hearts. And it's a medicine. It's a balsam that really can transform everything. Wow. So beautiful. When did you first know that this was going to be your life's journey? In music, music and sound. Yeah, music I knew when I was a little girl. So I have a distinct memory of myself at age four. And I grew up in the San Fernando Valley in California, in Southern California. And I remember twirling around, holding onto our post on our driveway and just twirling around and singing. And it felt so good. It just felt, I felt so free. And I remember distinctly hearing a vibration, hearing a voice that said, this is going to be your life's path. 
And, you know, that vibrational trust or that vibrational voice um, has accompanied me throughout my life. Um, so it was pretty clear. And then when I was 11, I sang a solo in the sixth grade choir and people said to my parents, well, what are you going to do? She's talented. And, um, you know, in, in at that time, there was no um, America's Got Talent or The Voice or anything like that. And um, my mom took me to, she, she, she said to me, Gerilyn, there's two things that are going to happen and they may change your life. And one was that um, my parents bought a piano, which was incredible. And then she took me to a voice teacher who lived quite close to us, but happened to be a, a well-known teacher. And she had dubbed the voice of Ava Gardner in the MGM musical Showboat. And she'd also done all the dubbings for Lucia Ball. And she herself had appeared on Broadway. So uh, I came to her with my mom and she was like, well, she's very young. And I've, she hadn't taken anyone that young at that time. So I'll start her with half an hour. And we started with a half an hour a week and it quickly turned into two half hours a week and then 45 minutes and then two times 45 minutes. So she, um, Annette Warren is her name, she really became my first mentor and taught me how to use a very healthy and natural uh, way to sing and a, a stable breast support. And this is a, a technique that I've used all my life. So it's, it's pretty great. And uh, from then, I, I knew that to be on Broadway was one of my dreams and uh, it happened and it happened very quickly and I've been realizing just that when you follow your dreams and my, my dad used to say you know if there's something you really love to do um, and you recognize okay what what is the price I have to pay so what are the things I have to give up or what are the things I have to do in order to make that happen and he said if you if you look at that list and you say I'm willing to pay that price then go after it with everything you are and that's what I did. And so I, I went to New York uh, after college and within a year I had a national tour and then I did a production of Jesus Christ Superstar. I played Mary Magdalene okay. and then I got a Broadway contract. Uh, we also toured the United States and came back to play on Broadway in My Fair Lady starring Rex Harrison and I was his upstairs maid. So, that's you know, awesome. it, all, it all happened in, as I look back now and begin to trust that our lives really do go the way they're supposed to go. And if we can accept that and flow with that, it's a, it's truly a beautiful and very fulfilling ride. So. That's beautiful, Gerilyn. It really sounds like with the support of your parents and teachers that you really did get that one thing that led to the next, that led to the next, you know, those gifts as we're going along our journey that really lead to the next best thing for us to give us what we need, you know, for the next thing. You know, and when we're in it, Liz, it's not that necessarily that we recognize that, but the older that I've gotten, it's really clear that when we can really hear the, our hearts and when we can listen to the wisdom of our gut, um, that really will help to take us where we're supposed to go. How has that informed you along your path, listening to your intuition and your gut? Yeah, great question. Very, very much so. Uh, this whole this whole path. Um so after I was on Broadway, uh, I happened to be reading in a magazine and it said Bel Canto Seminars. And I remember that Annette, my teacher, had she had always exposed me to great music. So we worked on the Great American Songbook. We worked on Gershwin and Rodgers and Hart and Harold Arlen, um, all the great American composers. And then she also exposed me to uh, early Italian songs, to wonderful uh, German leader Schubert and Schumann and Brahms to French art song, Debussy and Foray, and she gave me a broad, a broad background in music. You know, what, what is, how is music this language of humanity? You know, it doesn't matter what language that we're singing in, we can touch hearts through the, through the vibrations, the music. And she exposed me to opera also. And so I saw this, this announcement that said Bel Canto Seminars, and I, my interest was piqued. And so I, uh, created a tape, an audition tape for it. You had to have six Italian arias and I learned and put that together and they accepted me. And uh, so I went over to Italy and I studied with two famous Italian opera singers, Carlo Bagonzi and Renata Tobaldi. Wow. And it, when I got there, they gave me the key role of Gilda to play in Rigoletto. And it was if, as if 
I just remember it was as if someone went bonk and you know that I just knew okay that's this is where I'm supposed to go now and as part of that journey from Broadway into classical music I had a wonderful coach in New York who um, was also a composer and he just said to me you know Gerilyn your your voice has a lot of potential in it and you should consider maybe looking into classical music so that seed had already been planted together with the Belcanto seminars so I came back to New York and I applied to Juilliard and I got a scholarship and really studied classical music and I just that was it and then um, after that I, I was accepted into a program in Zurich at the Opera House in Zurich and away I went I packed my suitcases just as I had as a young person I packed my suitcases from California to New York and then then from New York then to Zurich and again it all happened pretty rapidly this the transition was smooth for me normally it would go the other way around that you'd study mm -hmm. classical music first and then go into Broadway but mine went the other way and then I started a, a career in Europe and lived there for 20 years and you know created this kids foundation that you read about which was a beautiful just a beautiful beautiful experience to also encourage young people to come together as a community and with their gifts and their talents they could serve others so that was super fun and um all of it was good you know all of it is good whether i'm singing somewhere over the rainbow or an original song like vibrance that we created for the new album that came out uh it actually came out in 2020 um it's all good it's all they're all different vibrations they're all different ways of expressing what i would say love and um there was a quote that i always loved as a young person that said music is love in search of a word and it is it's <sighs> when you when you come down to the essence of all of it you know whether it's music that makes you get up and dance or you know lifts your spirits or music that you know goes into your heart and really touches a wounding or a pain and you start crying the essence of great music is love and that is that vibration that changes everything can transform everything and anything for, for all of us Mm, that's beautiful. I know that's had that impact on my life. You know, when I'm somewhere and I'm listening to a chorus sing and I'm getting goosebumps or I'm part of the singing experience and it brings me to tears or, you know, just feeling the love or feeling spirit running through my body or, you know, tapping into the vibrations for meditation or during my practice. How can you discuss like vibration with us? And how all these different points over your life has come together to unfold into this sound healing practice for you. You know, um, thank you, Liz. Like, I've learned that everything is energy. You know, now we hear this more and more. But quantum physics tells us everything is energy. Everything is in vibration. And, you know, that's what makes up the universe. And that energy gets compressed and compressed and compressed and compressed into human form and it becomes light and sound vibration. And so we're made of that, you know, and when we talk about um, if you're feeling ill, there's something that's out of balance. There's something that's not in harmony in your body. And so vibration is really a language that it's important for all of us to pay attention to, you know, not just the vibe of, you know, how do I feel when that person walks into the room or, you know, vibration is really what everything is made of. And sometimes, you know, you may uh, find vibrations that are very harmonious together. And sometimes, for example, um, when you're processing something that can be deep inside you, you may feel like a dissonance, you may feel a discordance, you may feel a, a jarring. Like when I first started to really uh, work with sound healing, sometimes the sound would, would sound like nails on a chalkboard. Mm -hmm. But what I came to recognize is those sounds or those vibrations were simply a reflection of what was going on in me that I wasn't able to put words to you know so vibration is a is a really important language whether it's I'm just thinking like a lot of times people will share with me that I'm playing the bowls and their pets are listening and their pets just go they're out you know so um, or certain pets don't like some of the higher vibrations so it's really recognizing what is what is a vibrational frequency of something and how does that feel to me there's mm -hmm. never going to be one size fits all you know there's never going to be something that says do this vibration at this moment and that's going to make you feel this um, and especially as I came to work with the crystal bowls which I discovered 15 years ago 
I was traveling with my mom in the Southwest. I was living in Germany, but I came home always a couple times a year. And I heard them and I went, whoa. It was as if I heard this sound vibration that I knew there was something so familiar, like it just went straight to my heart. And it was like a, a song that I knew. I knew that sound. And, you know, I'd spent my life, um, especially in classical music, you are not amplified. So you don't use a microphone unless you're doing something special outside. But in an opera house, you have to be able, your voice has to be trained. You have to understand what it is that I am a vibrational instrument and how is it that I can project my voice out of these two tiny vocal cords in this small body in a 3,000 seat theater over a hundred piece orchestra without microphone. And so that was my world. Like, how do I, how do I come to that deep centered place in myself? How do I recognize that there is a light, there is an energy that flows through me and I'm going to amplify that. I'm going to amplify that. And I'm, um, so that was, that had been my world, Um, but to now apply it to these crystal singing bowls, which is a, a whole nother thing. You know, you, I began to understand like, oh, wow, okay, I am a singing bowl. This is a singing bowl and these are pure quartz. And the quartz, as we know, quartz is an amplifier, a transmitter, a receiver. We need it for our cell phones, our computers. It's a very, very powerful um, mineral, stone, quartz. And so they're made of pure quartz and that quartz gets infused with semi-precious gemstones like ruby or amethyst or precious metals like gold or silver, or um, earth substances like charcoal or frankincense, or minerals of the earth like vanadium. And as those uh, elements, those alchemies, are infused into the bowls at three and a half to 4,000 degrees and they're fired, they become alchemized. And so when you play those, they are being amplified. And it's... Ah, they're really, they've only been around 20 years and they're really the most powerful um, sound healing tool that I've come across. When I was a young singer, I would travel with some Tibetan bowls. I discovered those in in, uh, Germany Mm -hmm. and uh, I would take them and before I had performances, I'd put one on my belly and I'd play it and I'd meditate with it. But when I discovered the crystal bowls, it's a whole different thing because our bodies are our skeletal structure are more crystalline in nature. And so we as a human being are able to absorb uh, those sounds very easily. You know, sometimes people will come and hear the bowls and they just start crying. Medical doctors. And they don't know what it is that's touched them. You know, and that is the power, what you asked me, that is the power of vibration. That it goes beyond our thinking mind. It goes beyond any words. And like music... It takes us into this place of the sublime, takes mm-hmm. us into this place of, oh, it's exquisite, like when I first heard the bowls. They are magnificent, too. I've heard you say also that no bowl is like another, like us. We're all individuals, each one having its own sound and vibration. That's so true, Liz. I mean, you know, like, when you hum or you tone or you sing, nobody else has your fingerprints. Nobody does. Nobody has your personal alchemy. And that's the fun thing. You know, I may have two, let's say there's a bowl with an alchemy called Grandmother, which is made of iron oxide. It's very grounding. It's uh, connecting us with ancient wisdom of the earth and with the whole lineage of, of our grandmothers, the ancient wisdom keepers. And I may have two F bowls. Exactly the same tuning, exactly the same size, but they will not play the same. And it's it's just, it's so beautiful. They invite us to be able to be that sensitive and that, um, I mean, and it's the same. I've talked with um, uh, Dr. Daniel Levitin, who's an expert on, on your brain and music, who shared with me about uh, being able to see when uh, Steinway pianos came out onto the floor and how each piano, even though it was a, a, a uh, the same size and everything had a whole different, there was a whole different feel or timbre to the instrument. So music invites us to look into the subtle realms. Music invites us to go deeper. And I think that's, you know, especially now during the, the, this time of, of COVID, people have really 
come inside more. You know, I think it's an invitation. It's been an invitation for all of us to land more inside ourselves and to to check in what's really happening. There's not as many distractions as before. And, you know, music invites us to feel those subtle energetic levels. You know, uh, there's, there's so much, there's so much to say about that, but no two bowls are the same just as we are not the same. And we're also not the same on any given day. Right. Which is, and it's tuning into, you know, what does it mean? True presence. What does that mean to check in with? How are you today? You know, when you took your walk or you did your yoga today, Liz, how are you? Right. It's so true. And I'm sure it's like that with the bowls. And something that you said made me question because you have so many healing videos on YouTube, picking the bowls for specific things. How do you do that? Is it the vibration itself? Is it the key of the bowl? Is it the mineral or the crystal? Can you explain a little bit about that? Yes, I guess I've come to understand. I'm, I'm a little bit of a, an alchemy magician when it comes to that because I get blown away too. Like uh, yesterday I put together a set for a client and she gave me a, a list of all the things that were important to her. You know, she's working with sound healing and just all the qualities that would be important. And I put together a set that if I said it to you in terms of music, it was in the key of E. So it was in the key of the solar plexus meaning that it was really about grounding your sense of confidence and personal power, um, self-expression, self-esteem. And the alchemy was green heart aura gold. So it was activating big time the heart. And it was a big bowl, very grounding, a 12-inch bowl. So it was super, super grounding. So grounding everything I've just shared, you know, your personal power, the essence of, of, of love, the grounding of, of heart, heart wisdom, heart presence, um, and then everything built on top of that. And I played it for her and she was just crying. She was like, I, I can't wait <laughs> till the bowls come. Um, and there, it's never the same. I have over 500 bowls here in the studio and it's just, wow. it's so, you know, now the consultations go online, so they're virtual. So I have clients that are all over the world, but I see the person in front of me, we talk, um, I get a sense. Okay. So if I, if I back up for a moment, um, what got me into this whole journey with the bowls was, um, I've been playing them, as I said, for 15 years. And when I brought them home to Germany, where I was living, um, my little boy was seven and, he loved the bowls. He was like, mommy, mommy, bring me to bed with my sound blanket. And so we'd have this ritual of, I would play particular bowls and we'd talk about colors and we'd pray and I'd guide him in a little meditation and he would fall asleep and he loved the sounds of those bowls. And so, um, it's almost going to be seven years now. He passed away. He was 19. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's been a complete journey with him because I've under, come to understand that we were so connected in life. We were very, very close. He's my only child. And um, on the night that he passed away, um, I live here now in Los Angeles, and I walked down to the ocean, and I was with a dear friend. My son's name is Dylan, which means born of the sea. And Peter, who was with me, knew Dylan since he was a little boy. He lived in Germany also. And... We both looked up at the sky at the same time, and there was this huge shooting star that made this whoosh. I just asked Peter this the other day. I just, I just wanted to know, and I just said, did you really see and hear the shooting star? And he said, yes, yes. You know, and you don't see a shooting star like that in Los Angeles. The city is way too bright. I've seen them in the mountains, but never in the city. And it was this huge upside-down smile that seemed to begin... It's the star seemed to begin over my parents' home where Dylan and I had lived together um, and cross the L.A. Basin and land in the mountains behind L.A. And I could hear his voice, Liz, just like I heard when I was a small girl. You know, this will be your path, music. And he was like, Mom, Mom! You know, because I was in such a shock and a stupor and a just frozen grief, like trying to figure out what could have possibly had happened. And death is death. Like there's no going back. There's no second chance on that one. You know, it was, 
he wasn't here anymore. And it was like, mom, mom, it's like we always talked about, I'm home, I'm with God. And I heard this voice in my head, saw that shooting star, which Peter did too, and just went, wait a minute, what's happening here? And that for me was a, a deep, deep uh, beginning of an opening of what it means to live in this subtle um, world of sound and what it can do for us. And so that relationship with him um, has developed now over almost seven years, it'll be seven years in March, um, that this whole thing that I'm living now with the bowls um, is together with him. And I've come to understand that love is eternal. There truly is no separation. Of course, you know, we're not in physical form anywhere any, anymore, but, you know, and I've come to understand that we have a soul contract that, you know, as much as I would love to have him here and watch him, you know, grow older and fall in love and perhaps have a family or whatever he would do with his life, it's not happening, not this time around. And every time I go in that place of deep sadness about not having a future with him, he's like, Mom, we have a future. It's just different than what you thought, you know? And he was such a jokester. He was such a, uh, he had a big personality. He was six foot three and 230 pounds. He was an athlete. And, um, you know, he was big in life and he's as big as, as the angel that he is now. And this whole world with the bulls, he's guiding it. And he had an experience um, when he was just turning 13 he was a part of the Kids Foundation, and so uh, we did productions every year in Germany, and then the money we raised was uh, to help music therapy programs for, for other children. And so a lot of the children entered this music contest, which is called Jugend Musiziert. It's a, a, it, the youth makes music. And the year he entered it, it was singing, so they would have different uh, areas, of, areas of the contest, whether it was harp or flute or piano or uh, acting, and this year it was singing. And he made it to the semifinals, and a week before his semifinal audition, he came in the room and he goes, Mom, Mom. Oh, my voice, my voice, my voice is changing. It's like, oh my gosh. Okay. So he's like, what are we going to do? And so I talked with a couple of colleagues. I had never um, guided as a voice professor. I had never guided a, a young person through their voice change. But my colleagues said, no, no, it's possible. And if you can see like almost above my head, there's a little yellow bowl on the very top shelf. Mm -hmm. um, so that was the bowl he used. It's citrine. Uh -huh. And citrine is about your personal power. What I talked about chakra three, it's, it's, the, it's the stone of chakra three. It's about your personal power, your self-esteem, your courage, your confidence. And the note of that little bowl is a G. So it's the note of the throat. Wow. So we were playing that bowl and his voice stayed open and he did his contest beautifully. And I watched him at such a vulnerable time in his life, stand up in front of a huge crowd and say, hi, my name is Dylan. And since one week, I'm no longer soprano. And everybody laughed. He had such humor. And it was like, oh my goodness, like, it was amazing. And so fast forward, after he passed away, five months after he passed away, he started going, Mom, call the bull dudes. Wow. Call the bull dudes. We're going to do sound healing. And I'm like, son, <laughs> leave me alone. I'm grieving you. Leave me alone. And it was like, Mom, call the bull dudes. We're going to do sound healing. And that's really how this journey that I'm sitting with these crystal bowls in this manner and teaching and doing all the things that have happened started. That was kind of a long, you know, but it's, um, it's taught me so much, Liz, like, you know, to understand there's a, there's a purpose bigger than us. There's a, a life plan, a soul contract that's bigger than what we might think and want in this human form. And if we can open to that, life takes on a whole new, a whole new radiance. Mm, well said, Geraldine. Beautiful. And how beautiful to continue that relationship from across the veil. I got goosebumps when you were telling me the story about the shooting star and hearing him and how real that felt and how heart opening and moving you know, that was beautiful. And how he continues 
to have this relationship with you. And I've heard you discuss how he's guiding you, you know, every step of the way, how you're in this symbiotic relationship where he's on the other side and you're here and you're, but you're able to live this life together and create together still. It's pretty wild, you know, and when I was really deep in the throes of the grief and angry and just, you know, in pain, I couldn't find him. When the grief was so intense, I could not find him. But when I was able to open to a little bit of positive anything, we could connect. And when he said to me, Mom, call the bold dudes, I called Crystal Tones and... um spoke with one of the owners and I told him what happened and I chose 11 bowls. So, and I, you know, I didn't know deeply what I know now. I just knew that I loved the bowls and I loved their sounds and I loved the little citrine that Dylan loved. But, um, I chose alchemies that I thought could connect me to him. So I chose celestite. I chose selenite, which is grounded white light. I chose rose quartz for the heart. I chose ruby for uh, transformation. Um, I chose charcoal for clearing grief. And when those 11 bowls came, I started to play and I gravitated towards the selenite. And I started to play that bowl. I'll never forget this. And there was suddenly a misty white presence in the room. So I could feel him in a way that I had never felt him. And I'm playing this bowl. And as I said earlier, that bowl sounded like nails on a chalkboard. It was excruciating, the sound, until I began to recognize, oh my goodness, that's me. That bowl is reflecting me, what I can't get out. And I had been in you know, grief therapy uh, two hours a, a shot, three times a week, and it was helping, but it wasn't really moving it. And I started to play that selenite bowl, grounded white light. I felt this connection with him. I felt him guiding me and I started to keen and groan and scream and cry in a way that I had not been able to do. And I remember getting up to go wash my face because it was just, it went on like 50 minutes and I looked in my eyes and there was light and I went, Uh oh my, this beloved boy of mine is showing me what sound healing means. Like there it was in my own body with this one bowl that just sounded so bad. And it was, it was helping to go into those crevices that I could not with my conscious mind feel. It's like, it's just like you go, no, Mm -hmm. no, no, too much, too much. And there it was. The sound took me in there in a very gentle way. And he was with me and bingo, it started to express. And I'd say that was the beginning of of really this this space of of recognizing sound is gonna be my medicine. You know, and the doctor said to me, why don't we put you on an antidepressant? And I was like, why? Why that? I mean, and it's needed. When it's needed, it's needed. But nothing was gonna change the fact that Dylan was gone. He was mm-hmm. gone from this physical plane. And if I couldn't feel that and process that, I was never gonna heal. I would never be able to, as I said to myself, I don't wanna get out of my bed. Like, it, it, I'm done. Just, I'm done. And that sound just showed me, okay, there's really a different way. And if I have the strength, if the sound can create for, for us, which it does, which it did for me, and it, it does, I see it now every single day, it creates a safe container. And in that container, we feel comforted. As Dylan used to say, mommy, bring me to bed with my sound blanket. It's a sound blanket that creates safety so you drop in and before you recognize what's happening, you're breathing and feeling something that you deemed to be unfeelable. Or perhaps it's something subconscious that you don't even recognize is in there, but there's, you know, gunk from trauma, there's gunk from physical injury, there's gunk from rejection, from wounding, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And the sound just goes in and it gently lifts whatever that vibration is, or, or it can cut through it like a laser. There's sometimes that bowls, you know, will just get this really piercing sound. And then I know, oof, they're going in there and they're, they're, they're cutting through something. Wow. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it has changed my life and it has opened uh, a relationship that I'm not sure I ever 
thought could be possible. I thought I had lost my son. And he laughs, like even when we're talking now, I can just, he's just laughing. It's like, mom, if you could teach people that there is always love, d- d- remind them there's love. And whether it's here that I'm hugging you or whether I'm hugging you, you know, in an internal way, um, I hear him and see him all the time. It's just something, I, I don't know. I, I never imagined my life would be this. And when I say to him, you know, son, this, this can't be our sole contract. Like, I don't remember signing that, that contract. And he laughs and he says, you know, mom, it's the bigger picture of our life together. You know, it's the bigger picture of our connection. And I always say to him, you know, when I see you again, we're going to have a talk about that. But in all seriousness, he couldn't do what he's doing with me now. He couldn't do it in his earthly form. He couldn't do it. And that Selenite bowl, that first bowl, taught me there is a bridge between heaven and earth, and that bridge is love. And sound is love, as I said earlier. It's music is, is love in search of a word. It's that. And when we find that, Liz, everything changes. Wow. I love that. Music is love in search of a word. Being a mother of four, I can't even imagine the immeasurable grief that you were going through. And what a beautiful gift to receive those singing bowls and be able to sit with that singing bowl and have that vibration move that energy and that grief through your body to assist you in that. What a beautiful healing, Gerilyn. We can't push it away. And, you know, that's every parent's nightmare that you get a phone call like that. And it's like, it wasn't going to be my life. Certainly not my beautiful boy. You know, he was funny. He was talented. He was an athlete, smart, you know, just no. And then to recognize, okay, what is the bigger picture? You know, and then to, to learn and understand this whole quantum world of sound, that there are some bowls that are very, very grounding so they're going to help to connect us to the, the, deep, the deep truth of who we are. There's some bowls that are centering. They're going to help to really bring us home and feel anchored and present and uh, joyful inside our own bodies and happy with ourselves. And then there's some bowls that are going to be very accelerating that are going to help us open to the bigger picture, open to bliss, open to our connection with God, whatever that may be for each of us. And it's again, it's important to understand we are so different. Everyone has their own vibrational signature. All four of your kids, you know, I'm sure you would tell me like they're so different. They have similarities, but they're all really different. And how beautiful when we can celebrate that, you know, rather than trying to make all of us be the same, but to really yeah. celebrate the differences and find where do we create harmony? How can I make this symphony of sound um, in my relationships? in my music, you know, how can I create that deep sense of abiding harmony, you know, and whether we go through dissonances, they're going to resolve into something that's in balance, something that brings us a stability, you know, so for all of us to be able to negotiate these times that are just, they're unprecedented, mm-hmm. certainly in our lifetime, you know, definitely. I love how you're comparing us to a bowl and how we can vibrate in the world and what vibrational expression that we want to put out into the world and express into the world. And how is that going to ripple out into the world? Each one of us has a gift and there's nothing more rewarding to me. I mean, I saw my teacher do it when I was a young girl, you know, to really imprint upon me that, I had a vibrational signature. She didn't name it that at that time, but, um, and that it's important that each of us listen to that and do our best to develop what that is and say yes to it instead of, you know, stuffing it down and just saying, I'm going to go ahead in the way that, you know, is expected of me, or I think, I think I'm supposed to do. Because when you allow that, that inner light to get ignited, um, you're passionate, you know, you're, it's what my dad said, if, if I could find what I really love to do and do what I love, you know, he said, you'll be successful. That's, that's such an important ingredient that you can really love what you're doing and have the ability to do what you love. 
So Gosh, that's uh, beautiful. Yeah. And so true. If only all of us could have that support. And if we didn't, how can we support ourselves, you know, to live that way in our own lives, you know, to find something that brings us joy, that lights us up and living our life from those spaces, you know, and how would that change us? Right. Yeah. And when I'm doing my work, I'm feeling that. Go ahead. No. Um, as I said, when I fell into depression and sadness and poor me and the victim and all that stuff, I couldn't find anything, you know? And so it's just taking that, that one little step, as you said, like you love what you do and your podcast is amazing. And so you've created this community and this experience for people. That's one of a kind. It's your vibration. Everything you are as a mother, as a human being, as a partner, like it's that. And that alone is a gift. And I've also come to realize like when you're living that, your love, your passion, your integrity amplifies. So it's touching people all around the world, whether you recognize it or not. Somebody may come home from work and not get in a fight with their partner simply because it is a reflection and an amplification of these positive vibrations that Liz in Washington is, you know, amplifying. Yes. I love that. Love that. Really important when we think, oh, we don't matter. And, and again, especially now many of us are isolated and home alone. And so you kind of think, oh, what's the point? You know, and there's been a lot of just people really, um, retracting and really coming inside. And it's like, no, no, it matters what we think. It matters what we do. It, it all really matters that we can find that place of, of the inner light and we can find that place of joy. What brings you joy? Mm-hmm. Yes. And each individual is so important, needed in the fabric of life for sure. To be part of the weave as we create this tapestry that we're living, right? And bumping into each other, just the little smile or glean in the eye or the big things. Yeah, they all matter. How can sound healing benefit our healing process even further? Can you dive even deeper into that for us? I mean, simply by, there's a couple of things. Simply by consciously listening to music that uplifts you, you know, whether it's, um, I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. You know, whether it's an old Pointer Sister song or it's, you know, I don't know, Amazing Grace or whatever it is that you love, you know, and it can be a classical symphony, whatever it is that you uh, allow music to be a part of your daily life and switch it up, you know. How do I feel when I put on an R&B song and um, I get down and get funky or how do I feel when I, you know, even, you know, the Super Bowl is coming up, you know, so how do I feel when I, when I hear the Star Spangled Banners or, you know, what kinds of music moves me? That's one thing. And to integrate that into your life. And another big thing that um, one of my mentors is Jonathan Goldman. And he and wife, Andy, Jonathan pioneered so much in the world of sound healing for all of us. And coming up on February 14th is his World Sound Healing Day. I think it's the 19th year. Um where we all join together in vibration and we'll be offering a special Sonic Valentine sound bath for that. And I've invited um, some colleagues that play the Tibetan bowls. So we're going to have a dialogue between the Tibetan bowls and the crystal bowls. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah, it's going to be super cool. (laughs) That's exciting. But on that day is really a a conscious celebration. It's giving a, a, a Sonic Valentine to Mother Gaia. Um, But what I was going to say is Jonathan and Andy um, have worked a lot now with humming and they have a beautiful book called The Humming Effect. So for people like if you find, I don't know, if you find you're laying in bed before you get up and you just, uh, there's a heaviness, I put my hand on my heart, put my hand on my belly and I just connect them with a hum. You can slide the hum. But I consciously give my body vibration with my own signature. You know, so our hum, you know, many people will say to me, 
you know, you're a voice professor, but I, I, I don't, I can't sing, you know, and it's like, mm, you don't have to sing, but you, you can hum. Every single human being can hum and make their own vibration. So to hum every day is also a great thing. And if you find that you're feeling stressed or anxious, or you just need a moment to just calm and slow your mind down, you just sit. Close your eyes. You can allow your eyes to roll down or you can roll your eyes upwards when they're closed. That activates the third eye. And there's many things you can do with the hum, but simply those two things to invite more and more music, to explore music and find what, what vibrations we've been talking about um, inspire you, what feels good to you, and uh, to work with your own hum. Oh, I love that. Two wonderful things that everyone can do. And I love Jonathan and Andy. And I love that you're going to be doing something for the sound healing event that's coming up. That's that's great. I very much looking forward to to hearing it. Yeah, it's going to be quite, quite fun. It's Sonic Valentine and really about music of the heart. And, you know, I think it's interesting for people to experience what do the and these these friends are masters. They have 300 to 500 year old Tibetan bowls. It's a totally different thing. And then the crystal bowls. And it's important that we, again, that we don't judge, that we say what feels good to us right now. And it might be to hear the, the metal bowls. And then it might be to uplift in a different way with the crystalline bowls. It's, um, they're all good. It's all good. And finding what feels best to you is very important. Yeah. Yeah. And any way we can lift ourselves out of those um, lower vibration emotions. I know that when I'm working with clients, my healing business, you know, where we deep dip into judgment and um, other lower vibrational emotions, our grief and that sort of thing, there really is a drop, you know, in the energetics of the body, you know, like a pulling down feeling a dropping down of the energy. And when you switch that and you bring in the bowls or you bring in the humming, like you said, or you bring in the sound and, or even just switch, you know, flip the switch from that emotion of judgment to love, you know, it automatically just switching it to love increases the vibration, so to speak, that energy. It's really a lifting up of the energy instead of, you know, when you're in that space of judgment or whatever, the energy is really falling down. Right. So to be able to have these tools, to be able to lift, you know, that energy back up again, to be able to open ourselves, open our hearts, you know, and even in the, you know, the switch from judgment to love, or, you know, when we're waking up and we're feeling tired to start humming or listening to music or something like that, or playing the singing bowls. And it just, opens up your heart and like, it like increases and lifts up the energy, right? Increases that vibration, right? So to speak. So um, it really is a beautiful experience to be able to lift ourselves out of those spaces for sure. And we can do it. That's the thing. You yeah. Know, we're, we're so geared to um, look to someone else or something outside of us to really help and of course, that's important also, but I've come to understand the inherent power that's inside me and that, that what happens when I really tune into my inner voice to that vibration that I've heard since I'm a young girl, you know, and I would encourage all the listeners to, to tune in, you know, what does it mean to finally tune in to your own vibration, to you, to your own inner voice and to listen to that and take action on that. It's uh, that's really important. You know, and we created uh, some years ago, uh, Dylan inspired me to create a YouTube channel. And so it's the Crystal Cadence uh, by Geraldine Glass YouTube channel. And there's what I put actually last year on World Sound Healing Day on February 14th, I created a loop. It's the first ever Crystal Alchemy singing bowl loop. So it's two hours and I made two of them. So there's one that's for the chakra system and one for the endocrine system. and the idea was that anyone, because the crystal bowls are not inexpensive, that anyone can have access to all those free meditations and especially the two loops. Um, wherever you are in the world, you just need an internet connection and somehow to listen to it. And the idea was that you could 
play it while you're cooking, play it while you're studying, play it while you're um, just hanging out, play it in the bathtub, <clears throat> whatever you, however you use music when you're exercising, but that you get this infusion of what I call the sacred sound. You know, the, <clears throat> and the way I'm playing it is very, um, it's harmonic in a very um, intentional way. And there's intentions behind what I'm playing. So th those two loops are available. Um, and awesome. there's a whole bunch of stuff available on the YouTube channel that people can integrate particular themed meditations. Um, you know, and as you asked me before, how, how do those sets come together? Um, <clears throat> there have been times where I'll just get a deep inspiration from Dylan. Mom, put the purple bowl together for her. Okay. And then we add that one. And you know, it's they're all the sets that you'll find on the YouTube. They're, they're all different and they're all beautiful and, and they all do something uh, unique for our human system. Amazing. Can you give us a little taste of the singing bowls? Sure. Awesome. Sure. So, oh, look at them. They're all so beautiful. Yeah, this is a gorgeous set. This is an endocrine system set that has a beautiful binaural beat in it. So I'll just, I'll just play. So I, I will invite everyone if they'd like to close their eyes. If you're in a comfortable place. Just allow your breath to begin to slow down. And then go ahead and set an intention. I invite you to set an intention for your day, for your week, whatever's been up for you. Letting go of something, receiving something, your personal intention and allow it to be held in the safe container of sound.
Sound vibration is always present. It is truly what we are made of. I invite you to feel that love, that vibration of love that you are. And gently rubbing the palms of your hands together to generate heat. Feeling that electric energy that you are. I invite you to stroke your hands through your hair, your scalp, tenderly caress your cheeks, and begin to tap your chest, your belly, your hips, your thighs, and then gently stretching and opening your eyes. And that is a mini sound bath experience for your endocrine system, mm. balancing your body's chemistry. Well, thank you, Liz. That was lovely, Gerilyn. Beautiful. Thank you so much. What a gift. And I love how wonderfully that came through. I know so often we can have trouble with sound, but that was amazing. Yay. That was beautiful. How can people reach you to work with you, Gerilyn? Our website is Crystal Cadence. And there's a lot of information on the website. So we have trainings, advanced trainings, beginner trainings, working with the crystal bowls and what's the science behind it, what's the theory behind it, and what's, how do we practice that? Uh, so there's that. Um, we offer Sacred Science of Sound. So that's a platform that I've built and that we offer conversations. So look on the website for that. They can join us, uh, join our mailing list. So they'll be informed of what's happening. You get two free downloads of music uh, when you do that. And there's a new class that's starting with the Shift Network. Uh, the Sound Healing Circle of Wonder and Delight is happening. That's a two times a month monthly sound baths online wherever you are in the world and then you get yeah. to keep those in your library and on the 14th and then on instagram or crystal cadence la and the youtube channel that i mentioned so um would love to stay in touch with your guests so thank you for having me that's wonderful you also have an app coming up don't you yes so we do have an app coming out so there is thank you for reminding me there is a sacred science of sound app that'll be coming out in the spring that is, I'm so excited about. It will be conversations, it will be masterclasses, there will be music, there's um, transmissions, there's uh, lullabies also for children. It's gonna be a beautiful app of where, where does sound, where does the healing power of music, where does energy medicine, bioenergetics, quantum physics, how do all those intersect? Where do they intersect? And um, we'll keep you posted. That'll be coming out. Sacred Science Sound app, and it's called Source. Oh, awesome. I'm looking forward to it. That's great. And I really enjoy your newsletter, too. So I recommend, if you're interested in Gerilyn and her work, sign up for her newsletter, and it'll keep you informed about all the yummy, juicy sound healing things that she has coming up. Gerilyn, thank you so much. Thank you, Liz. This has been a great conversation. I really appreciate you and having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. My joy. And thank you everyone for joining me today. I'm Liz Peterson, and this is Raise the Vibe with Liz. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Raise the Vibe with Liz, and also at my website, lizishealingtouch.com. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day, and remember to get out there and raise the vibe. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to today's show on Raise the Vibe with Liz. If you like this content and want to support me, please go to Patreon at Raise the Vibe with Liz or click the link in the description of this show. And remember, change starts with you. So get out there and raise the vibe. Thank you, everyone.